Did you know that a cat has 32 muscles in each ear? We have all sorts of fun information and more coming up. We got lots of info. Let's rock and roll. It's Digital with Rhino. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Rhino. In case you didn't know, I'm Rhino. This is my show and I know exactly what you're thinking. How many muscles does a human have in their ear? And I absolutely have no idea what the answer is. Here at Did You Know with Rhino, we are the podcast all about social media craziness. We talk about pop culture references. We even go over some amazing things about science, history, geography, geology, all sorts of things that say GOG. I'm glad I learned something. And we're going to do so today with our special guest, the one and only Sam. Hello there. What's happening? Hello. What's what's been going on? Uh, I haven't heard from you in a while. Oh, oh, geez, it has been a while. Just uh, we're planning a wedding. That's been pretty much taking up all of my time. <laughs> That's right. That's been a thing since the last time you were on this podcast. So once yes. again, congratulations. Oh, why? Thank you. Thank you. So, so what sort of ridiculousness has been involved with this planning so far? Well, it's trying to figure out, like, I would love to have an outdoor ceremony, but we live in Florida. So trying to figure out a time of the year when it's not, you know, the surface of the sun outside and trying to find a venue that would accommodate that is uh, been a little bit of a struggle. <laughs> when uh, When we got married, it was like the first week of November and... It was 80-something um, outside, a nice breeze, and the next day it was in the upper 90s. Yeah, so we were looking at October, but we'll probably do December because it's normally, it doesn't get too much into the 90s. It normally stays what it looks like in the 80s, maybe the high 70s, but again, it's Florida, so who knows? <laughs> and you, you like everywhere else you want a spring wedding, but here... You don't because it's going to rain at three o'clock every single day between May and September. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's I'm not going to like no one wants to, you know, you put all this planning in to have an outdoor wedding. And it's like we have a rain contingency. And it's like, yeah, we're probably going to have to use it. (laughs) Yeah, because because like even today, it's um, it's like the first week of summer. And it's already rained pretty much every day since at exactly three o'clock. Oh, yeah. We started, we got home, we worked out, and it was probably like 3.15, 3.30. And it was like monsooning outside. And the thunder was real loud. I'm like, it looks like a hurricane. And then within 20 minutes, it was done. It had passed right through. It, it was r- ridiculous. I was uh, just getting in and on my way home, the wind was blowing my car almost sideways. I had to like Oof. veer into it as I was going down the road. Oh, geez. And then I came here and I, I saw what like my flag had spun around. So we have a new flag outside our house. Okay. And what is this flag? Um, it is the white tree of Gondor. I would expect nothing less. Well, yeah, because Rachel and I both love Lord of the Rings. So why not celebrate it? And it's like subtle enough that you're not screaming in someone else's face. Like, I'm a nerd. Look at me. Yeah, it's not like I put up like the, the Imperial <laughs> symbol or like the, oh, the Rebel geez, Alliance yeah. or a lightsaber or like the Vulcan um, salute no, or something. Look, it looks classy and elegant. It almost but looks, we know what it means. <laughs> exactly. It almost looks like a coat of arms, but it most certainly is not. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. And so it was flipped over, so I had to just reattach it, and everything was fine. The good news is it didn't leave its post. That's good, because you would have been very upset if it blown away. Yeah, because then I would have had to, like, chase after it and and hunt it down and go into my neighborhood's, um, like, Facebook page. By the way, it is the most interesting page I belong to right now. Oh, my. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) because people in the neighborhood are constantly asking about um, like what the HOH 
HOA allows and what they don't, whether they can put up a fence, whether they can't. And they're asking all these dumb stories by also trying to get people, you know, the, the basics. Who does your lawn? Who, um, what do you do about these sort of pests in the neighborhood? But every once in a while, you get random stories about when they leave food outside, like during trash night, and a wild boar goes down the street. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh, yes. Our neighborhood is is in like the perfect area because of its um, proximity to, to woods and, and ponds and different shaded uh, forest neighborhoods by also being like, you know, urban enough that we have coyotes and boars and across the highway, there are bears. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. And so like one time someone filmed an entire pack of coyotes uh, just going through the neighborhood at five o'clock in the morning during trash week and we're, or trash day. And we're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it happens. <laughs> That's amazing. We just have a lot of feral cats all around, which is really bad for me. Cause like if I'm coming home late at night and I see one on the side of the road, I'm just like, do you want a home? Do you want siblings? You can come live with us. And then I tell Nate about it. And he goes, we have two. We're not getting any more. If we get another animal, it's going to be a dog. We're not taking in another cat. And I'm like, but they're so cute. There's a gray one I see all the time. There's other orange tabbies. There's so many. There are so many. I, it's one of those things where I think you should be very uh, uh, thankful that, that neither one of you are uh, allergic and can actually have the two animals that you have. This is very true. Because that's, very true. that's the situation over here is I am extremely allergic to animals and have had shots for a third of my life. Oh. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Well, Nate will tell you he's got a pet fish. And I'm like, your fish is not a pet. It is decoration in the house. <laughs> Do you, you have feed to feed it? your decoration? Like, not every day. But it, Well, then, okay. It, it's kind of like a moving plant then. I mean, you have to water a plant. I don't, I know some people do. I don't necessarily consider a plant my pet. But do you consider a plant a decoration? Yes. Okay. So then therefore. I still have to water it. Fish are just moving plants. Fair. Yeah, that's that should Fair. be on a t-shirt. Fish are just fish moving houseplants. Mo <laughs> fish are just moving houseplants. Yeah. Because you give them light and you give them food and you refresh their water. That's right. Plants, you move into the light. You'll give them water. You you have to you know, what you have to prune them or trim them. And you have to change, like I said, change out their dirt every now and then so that it doesn't, that, you know, get too stanky and ridiculous. Exactly. So so fish I, are just you know moving house plants. Moving house plants. <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually put that on a shirt. <laughs> The the last thing that we put on a shirt, you and I, was the the grandpa frisbee. The grandpa frisbee, which oh, is still man. on um, my page, by the way. You know, shameless <laughs> plug: z a z z l e dot com slash shop slash did you know with Ryan O. Just saying. <laughs> For those of you out there who want to have oh, a grandpa frisbee shirt, a a grandpa frisbee shirt. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That was the most random fact we found out that day, I think. Yeah, and um, and some of them have become <laughs> even more ridiculous. Like, like, but you don't get more ridiculous than that. You turned someone into a frisbee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For those of you who wanted to check that out, just go to one of our previous episodes. I'm sure it's somewhere in the 60s, and you can, well, maybe 50s. It's been a while. Yeah. It has been a while, but that, oh, that was funny. It, it, well, speaking of other funny and ridiculous things, um, a little while back, I asked people on Facebook, um, how far is, quote, walking distance, quote, for you? Um, so we're going to go over some of their responses, and then you and I will, you know, give our commentaries along the way. I'm ready. All right. So someone said the fridge, but barely. <laughs> I mean, that's that's an entire mood. I mean, I yeah, I, there are nights I feel that's all I want to do. I'm like, I don't want to go anywhere else. I will go to the fridge for food and I will come back to my room and that's it. 
It said 30 feet. 30, 34. That's walking distance some nights. Well, this person says uh, under an hour um, now that they walk to work. Ooh. Oh, my. Eh. So let's assume. What am I walking to? Well, uh, probably the store uh, from your apartment or work or um, a park. Um, assuming that an average human being um, can walk about four, four miles an hour, four or five miles an hour. Okay. Let's just assume that's that speed. I mean, I can probably like jog um, six or seven miles an hour, but walking, yeah, let's go with four or five. Um, so there. So let's say f- five miles. What would you walk five miles to get to? Ooh. Uh, if there was a plate, like there's this taco truck, this taco truck that I went to college at, or this, I went to college and there was a taco truck was five miles from my house and I couldn't drive there. I would walk there for it. The best tacos I've ever had. So food, food, definitely. Would you even walk walk there in the snow? Oh yeah. Okay. Most definitely. Because up there, it most definitely did snow. Oh, yeah. We walked in the snow. They would park it by our art building and we would walk across campus when it was blizzarding to go get tacos. That's not not five miles, but walking in a blizzard, you're like, if you know the end result is going to be like worth it, then I will I will trek through that blizzard. Sure. Usually for food or for, you know, other activities. Um, someone here for our next person says uh, one to two miles. I got like another one to two miles. That's uh, fair. Let's see. Um, so someone else said the bathroom. <laughs> as, I would hope. Yep. I, I would hope. <laughs> as far away as the nearest bathroom is. So hypothetically, right. let's say the nearest bathroom is two miles. Would you walk two miles to the nearest bathroom? Uh, if I really had to go, I'm squatting in the woods somewhere. Oh, oh, sure, I'm that's fair. I'm not walking two miles. But, I, I, you know, if I didn't really have to go, two miles isn't horrible. Yeah, like, can you hold it two miles? Probably. But would you probably, want to? Probably. Not really. No. Uh, <laughs> let's see. The same person who said the, the, the bathroom also said a half a mile. Huh. So huh. their answer is ridiculous. Uh, someone says a, a mile, <laughs> 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Yeah, whatever that means. Hmm. Uh, my, my own father said, if I can hit it with a rock, it's too far away. <laughs> yep, if he can't hit it with a rock, it's too far away. That's Oh, that's awesome. That yeah. explains so much about how you are the person you are. Just from that comment from your dad. <laughs> yep. I get it. I I understand. Uh, let's see. We got a couple. It's a mile, two miles. Oh, someone said 12 miles. Whoa. Oh, no. Nope. The bathroom and back. And then walking to the car is the farthest I want to walk is our last response from that question. That's fair. Because, I mean, at the end of the night, that's the farthest I want to walk. I just want to walk to my car and then get home. Yeah. I don't want to walk anymore. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, so while I was temporarily unemployed, as as most of us were, um, I went yes. on a, a six-mile walk pretty much every single morning. Okay. Because uh, at that time, Rachel still had to work. Um, and then I had to find some way to keep myself entertained slash looking for jobs slash waiting for you know, um, connect website to run through so I could claim my unemployment hours. And, okay. And those didn't happen until eight. So what was I going to do between five thirty and eight a.m.? And the answer was walk six miles. Ooh, look at you! That's impressive. And, and so while some people gained the COVID nineteen pounds, there it is. Um, I I lost about twelve. That's very impressive. I ended up losing some weight during COVID as well. From from like doing five thousand sit ups. Oh no, oh, we not five thousand sit ups, but definitely that a couple workout programs that just we had nothing else to do. We're like, okay, I guess we're just gonna work out. So we work out. We'd sometimes go for a walk. We'd go play catch in the back, and then we'd come inside and be like, all right, I guess we'll eat some food and watch a movie. 
<laughs> then at that part, though, the food in the movie kind of became like your, your day. And then it's like, well, what are we yeah. going to do here? Yeah. And then it was like, well, it's still light out. We could go for another walk. I love how so many people bought were like, I'm going to buy bikes. And then they probably rode them the first maybe month of being home and then didn't ride them anymore. We noticed that. So many people were riding bikes the first like month we were home in our neighborhood, and then it just stopped. I tried, but the problem with my neighborhood is one side of my neighborhood to the other side of the neighborhood is at least a 15 to 20 foot gradient difference. Ooh. So, yeah. So by the time you go all the way down to the end and try to make it all the way back up, you are winded and spent. <laughs> well, that could be your entire workout for the day then. Well, I, I could do that and then just be tired and angry, or I could have walked for that six miles, listened to podcasts and some music, and continued on my day. <laughs> could have run and be angry. <laughs> fair you know what fair it doesn't take much i i mean no i am a charming delightful bearded ball of rage oh i just feel like i'm in a lately i've been in a perpetual state of just like hanger that that happens it's just it's not good well, and see, like, like then there's a, a weird cycle. Whereas you you want to eat, but you also can't always eat because it, then the the progress you made um, on your your health and well being would have been negated at that point. Yeah. So then you don't eat, and then by the time you do eat, you eat way too much, and you're like, Ugh, I'm just angry now because <laughs> you're all bloated and upset. Well, I try to get myself slightly bloated on water. I know it's not necessarily like the, the best trick, but, or fruit. Fruit has always been a good yeah. substitute for me lately. Yeah. I was eating a lot of like ca- cashews and like peanuts. So I was like in almonds. I'm like, oh, you know, get some protein, eat, eat, eat some like trail mix and you'll be good. No, it, I, I get so hungry in the middle of the day. And I think it's because we started working out. My metabolism kicked up, but I'm trying not to eat too much. But then I just don't eat enough. And then (laughs) I'll come home and Nate's like, why didn't you eat something? I'm like, I'm not hungry when I'm working. He's like, but you always are hangry when you get home. And it's not fun for me. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's it's a vicious vicious cycle. (laughs) Uh, um, We tried to like add a whole bunch of fruit into our diet. I, um, my, my folks bought, Rachel, like a, a smoothie blender because she asked for it for her birthday. Oh, yeah, like a ninja or something. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, something like that. Food processor thing, yeah. And so it's it's hard because uh, there are, I, I hate coconuts, but I'm trying to Ooh. find a way to, to like do fruit smoothies that are not too acidic. That's another thing too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom does a lot of um, like bananas, strawberries, um, they did like peanut butter, like protein powder, and then she puts kale in it, and then she like adds a couple ice cubes, and she's like, "Here you go, here's your smoothie." I'm like, "Wow, thanks." <laughs> nice. My most recent ridiculous one was um, was lemonade, raspberries, blueberries, and bananas. With lemonade? Yes. Ooh, that doesn't. I, I was like, you had me until you added the banana. Well, and, and most people, you know, they want like a tiny bit of banana. Some people are crazy for bananas. I love bananas. <laughs> I like uh, a, I like chocolate with bananas. I'm a big fan of um, also like peanut butter and bananas sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Elvis and me, a little fried peanut butter and banana sandwich. <laughs> oh. But it's just, it can be such a strong flavor. Bananas can be such a strong flavor in a smoothie. So it's like you have to like be careful how much you add, especially like if you make it for someone who doesn't like bananas, like Nathan. And then if I add too much, he's like, ugh. I'm like, I'm sad. And, and so then I the, like bananas. Then the next part is if you were to like have a banana substitute, so you're not necessarily getting like, like a banana extract. 
Would the banana extract just add flavoring? Do you add a tiny bit? Do you add a little bit? Or do you just add a quarter of a banana and then eat the rest? You just add a quarter of banana. I tried that. Banana extract? No, no, no. Okay. It's it's like, it kind of, it, it smells and it tastes like the artificial banana flavor you get when you would eat a Laffy Taffy, if you ever ate the banana Laffy Taffies. Oh, That's sure. what it tastes like. That's what it tastes like in a smoothie. So like you can tell it's like artificial and it, it's not, not worth it. Yikes. In my opinion. In my opinion. Of course. Not worth it. Yes. Of course, this podcast is all about fantastic and ridiculous opinions by yours yes. and myself. <laughs> but yeah, I just, it's not worth it. Oh, sure. Not worth it. Well, speaking of things that um, also may or may not be worth it, I found a, a ridiculous fact um, about Hawaiian pizza. Oh, I love Hawaiian pizza. So I know it's not it's not something a Chicagoan should say, but I love Hawaiian pizza. Well, <laughs> you you'd be surprised because if you were to say um, Hawaiian pizza was invented or created by, what nationality do you think it would be? I mean, I oh, I feel like it's a like a a white person thing that we invent. And they're like, no, it's exotic because you added pineapples. And it's like, no, it's not exotic. It it's actually not exotic at all. Um, so uh, Sam Panopoulos um, immigrated from Greece to Canada in 1954 with his two brothers. Um, there in like the 60s, he came up with the idea to combine um, the two ingredients of a pizza after being inspired by Chinese sweet and sour cooking styles. Huh. Yeah, the odd combination was unpopular at first, but it became a common topping choice worldwide. Um, even though the pizza has literally nothing to do with Hawaii, it was a named after the br- the brand of pineapples. Huh. So, so, All right. So that's I'll pineapple pizza, which was created by Canadians. <laughs> or or Greek Canadians, I guess. Or a Greek Canadian. Oh, oh man. I love that. That's probably my new favorite fact. And if you're out there and you're a Greek Canadian, we we salute you. I don't know the proper. We salute you. I don't know the proper thing, um, uh, but whatever it is, you know, you do you, baby. <laughs> I love uh, it's, but it's like it's such an ingenious thing. And I know so many people think it's they're like, oh, it's a horrible flavor. I'm like, no, it's ingenious because like pineapples can be like really sweet or they don't have to be super sweet. And like, especially if you put Canadian bacon on there, which yes, is essentially am, but it's a little bit thicker. Oh, pineapples and Canadian bacon on pizza. So good. And if you had barbecue sauce instead of red sauce, <gasps> oh my gosh, it, it, I will it, eat the whole pizza myself. And that sounds delicious up until you say like, like the, the ham and bacon part, because those are two things that are just not in, in my flavor palette. I'm not a bacon guy. I'm not a ham guy, but I'm I'm all about pineapple. That's one of my favorites. Well, you like you could do pineapple and chicken on yes. pizza. That's a thing. You could do a pineapple and chicken barbecue pizza. Exactly, and it's delicious. We had it at a pizza place near my parents' house in New Lenox, and it's amazing. Nice. But I like ham on it, so I'm like, I need to have. So my mom and I would buy like diced up ham like from the grocery store mm-hmm. and we'd saute it in a pan and then we'd sprinkle it on top of the pizza if it didn't come with ham and we did just like the barbecue chicken pineapple pizza and oh, you man. add that on top. So good. So good. Nice. My mouth is watering. Oh, it's sure. So <laughs> yeah. Um, like I, I was, so like adding pineapple on things, there's a place called San Jose's, which is a chain around like 30 or 40 square miles of where you and I are at. Um, and they have this thing called the El Volcan, which is my go-to dish there. And it's um, it's their chicken al pastor or or and chorizo, like together. Ooh, and and they, okay. they, they put that, and on top of that, this is just like a giant pile of, um, of cheese, cilantro, um, onions, uh, salsa verde and and pineapples um, all together on like this giant pile that looks like a volcano hence the name El <laughs> Volcan 
That's awesome. And then you dish that into some tortillas and eat it, and it is fantastic. That sounds delicious. Like pineapple, any fruit like in a salsa, if you put it on like any kind of spicy meat, like whether it's in a taco or like a burrito or, or a nachos, it, it's so good because you get that like hot and sweet aspect. And sometimes like the acid from the pineapple, oh, it's so good on like pork, pulled pork. Oh, so good. Oh, sure. It's, it's a whole sweet and sour, sweet and spicy sort of thing. And it's perfect. Probably my favorite like flavor combination. Nice. I dig it. That was just my phone being ridiculous and it decided to say hello. <laughs> I thought it was me for a second. I'm like, no, it's going through my headphones. It's not me. <laughs> yeah. No, so like normally, um, whenever some sort of ridiculousness <clears throat> happens on one end or the other, I heavily um, update or heavily edit what's going on. So like, let's say someone coughs or let's say, um, you know, a phone goes off or someone in the background is yelling or, you know, heavens forbid someone says the F word. I just mark the time down and I go to that part and I edit it later on. (laughs) And I, I think that the person who I've had to, you know, edit the most was um your fiance's first time on the podcast. I'm I was just gonna say, was it Nathan who it, it dropped was. a word he was not supposed to drop? Hey, we, we got it down, you know <laughs> but by this point, ev- everything's fine. Um it, it's it's all a PG thirteen environment. It's it's cool. Everything we're we're Gucci, as the kids say. Gucci. I don't know if kids still say that, but I feel so old. Like, do you feel old now? Like, <laughs> you just kind of look around and you're like, God, I feel old. Like, I don't know any of these slang words kids say when I'm out and about, like when you're shopping. I went to Target and I heard these, like, I don't know if they were teens or, like, just approaching their 20s talking. And I'm like, I have no idea what any of, of what they're saying. I don't understand any of it. I was like, just keep your head down and go go get the kitty litter, which is why you came to Target. I, I don't think it's necessarily that we're old because um, old is relative. So, like, people who are 30 years older than us, um, do, do you think they're old compared to those um, 19-year-olds um, compared to us, you know, in our 20s yeah. and 30s sort of thing? Like, it, it, it's all relative. Because I remember when we were growing up, um, people would add like shizzles and izzles and whatnot to stuff. <laughs> so it's not necessarily yeah, that true. these kids are saying like some other thing. It's just, you know, before that, everything was totally bodacious, radical awesomeness. Yeah. <laughs> and so every generation, you know, that's far out. It's a, it's a happening groovy shindig. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's true. And before that, you know, we talked about like the 1800s. And so you you can go, you know, back and back and back. And everyone's trying to reinvent the thing because creativity for the sake of creativity and certain aspects latch on like like Gucci. Okay, cool. So you take Gucci, which is a brand name, right? Yeah. And so what does that represent? It, It represents like if you were to have a purse um, wealth wise and status wise, the Gucci would be the, the, the pinnacle or the, the apex of the purse purses, right? Yeah. So then if everything's Gucci, that means like it's, it's the top. It's, it's the cat's pajamas, the bee's knees. It's the bee's knees. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh man. And so like, it's, it's, or as they used to say in like the eighties and nineties, it's the Mac daddy sort of thing. Oh my gosh. I forgot people used to say Mac daddy and everyone's got their thing. You don't hear much of Mac daddy anymore. (laughs) Or daddy Mac, which is, you know, just a crisscross reference. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. But but yeah, these, these, these kids, like I, I, so I don't, feel old i don't know exactly what started this bit about feeling old um because i was going somewhere then uh, then i lost it it's probably because i always feel old it, like i it happens 
don't feel, I feel like I'm not my age. Like I just feel old. (laughs) Well, like, are you saying like you're an old soul sort of thing? Well, I've always felt kind of like that. And I think that's just partly because like when I would, when growing up, like I would hang out with my grandfather and listen to like records with him and stuff. So like I was very in tune with like the Rat Pack and like Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra and Tony Bennett. And we'd listen to Elvis Presley and like a lot of my friends growing up were like, who? Tony Bennett who? And I'm like, because all of your friends were listening to NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, Christina Aguilera. Oh yeah. Yes. And I just, I, I just feel old. It's, I just, it's not a bad thing. I, I, I am actually enjoying getting older because I'm like, I don't feel like I've peaked yet. Nice. That's the important part. I feel like I haven't peaked yet. I feel like I'm going to hit my 30s and I'm going to be just like, this is it. This, I feel like I'll peak in my 30s and then I'll just be like, it's downhill from here. Well, <laughs> I always felt like I peaked in my my upper teenage years, like at 18, 19, because by that point I was already, you know, an Elvis tribute artist traveling Speaking of old souls, I was Elvis traveling the country, going from yeah. place to place and state fairs, county fairs and whatnot. And and so, like, speaking of feeling, you know, older, out of place and whatnot, think of like an 18 year old in tight leather um, having like 20,000 or not, not like like 2000 people just screaming at you. It was ridiculous and a half. And like so, so you go from that to driving in circles talking about animals as some sort of theme park. It's, it, it it's, it's been really you, weird. <laughs> you look back and you're like, I peaked too soon. I've peaked too soon. But, but then you got to think about like other aspects of, okay, so we got like, like career. Did, did my career peak then or has it not even begun? Has then, it? Yeah. Has it not started yet? <laughs> like, and like for a lot of guys, they, they talk about like, um, like 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 libido and whatnot for like peaking with 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 partners and like you know like i've i've had one date this week another date or seven dates next week sort of thing or is peaking having the most amazing person um next to you every single day that you can call yours forever like how do you define where you peak yeah there's pro i mean it's probably various it's probably various stages of like peaking or it's just this word that, you know, if we feel like, oh, it's like your life isn't going the way you want it to. We just made up a word and we were like, no, I, I was my best version. I did everything I wanted and I just peaked in high school and now I'm just blah. And it's like, maybe it's like, maybe it's like a self-confidence thing too. You're it like, could be because like you talk about like self-confidence. Um, I, I have 1000% self-confidence as I am amazing person and a half. So I'm not even peaking right now. Uh, like right, right at this exact second, I've peaked. And then the next second, I'm even better. And so if you just keep on thinking of it as, you know, like my, like every single part of me, like right now, I am the best me that I can be. Like that's, that's how I like to look at it. Yeah. Well, I, I told it to my grandma the other day. I was talking to her. She just retired from, um, she was a mammographer for, oh God, she's been working for that hospital for 40 something years. And she sure. just retired. She's seven, oh God, she's 70 something, but she doesn't look 70. She looks like she's in her fifties. Um, in case she listens, in case she listens, yeah. you look like you're in your fifties, grandma. Um, <laughs> but she was like, she, like she retired and she's like, oh God, like, what do I do with my life? And it's so weird. Cause I'm like, you're like, you you're you've had so much to do with your life and you've done so much and she's like now I have no idea what to do she's like the world's my oyster I can do whatever I want so they like drove 12 hours I went to go visit my sister up north so they're like eh, why not yeah we'll probably go on a cruise at some point we'll go backpacking so it's just I'm like what you have you have like this whole the whole rest of your life ahead of you and she's like i just feel like the best version of me now and i'm like wow you feel the best version of you in your 70 that's amazing and and i think like that's that's the obtainable goal like if if what you're currently doing 
is like the most awesome aspect and you've, you know, learned all that you have and done what you have, then as you're currently building on to the person that is you, like the current you should be the best version of you. Yeah. But I don't think a lot of us see ourselves that way. Well, hopefully a lot of people see themselves um, being the best at purchasing merchandise, specifically <laughs> from individuals that will be talked about right now after a word from yes. our sponsor. Yes. What's up, y'all? This is Nate Hampton, also known as Cousin Nate. Got myself a new SoundCloud up and running. Would appreciate the likes, the listens, the follows, and all that good stuff. If you like up-tempo, fast-paced mixes, this is the place for you. Also going to have a lot more mixes coming up real soon. So give it a follow. It's www.soundcloud.com slash cousin underscore Nate. Thank you so much. Are you a fan of Pokemon? Are you a fan of RPG games, ukuleles, and creating awesome theme parks? Well, you can hang out with Steven, and you can see all sorts of amazing awesomeness happening on Mondays, on Thursdays, and on Saturdays, all on twitch.tv slash it's Steven with a P-H. That's I-T-S-S-T-E-V-E-N-W-I-T-H-A-P-H. It's Steven with a P-H on twitch.tv. Are you currently wearing a Team Ryan O shirt? Well, if you're not, you should be, and you can be. At our merchandise shop, Zazzle.com, that's Z-A-Z-Z-L-E.com slash store slash Did You Know with Ryan O. We've got all sorts of amazing shirts, even pertaining to some amazing inside jokes here, including choices were made. Ryan O is my hero. Adam's cheesesteaks, the rambunctious Johnson sick note tour shirt, and much, much more. You can even find some koozies, some hats, and some other amazing stuff. Only at the zazzle.com slash store slash did you know with Ryan O. Wear it, share it, love it. And now back to our show. Did you know with Ryan O? So hopefully from people listening to that, they wanted to purchase at least a t-shirt because that, that would be, you know, awesome and a half. It would be. There's an awesome grandpa t-shirt on there with the Frisbee. And I think it's purple, if I remember correctly. It is. The, the Frisbee on it is magenta. There you go. Yeah. And, and, you know, very soon there will be a fish are just, I'm writing it down right now. Fish <laughs> are just house like moving house plants moving house plants and you put a little fish on it and a little like house plant on the side i'm gonna actually (laughs) make um make a pot and then make a plant but the plant is actually you know the shape of a fish i love it so so that's gonna be the shirt i'm drawing it out right now love it i love it fish (laughs) and then yeah okay cool so i got a rough draft that's a t-shirt. It'll probably be out here in like a, you know, a few weeks cuz my weekends are busy sometimes. I mean, you're you're a growing man. You have things to do. Things happen, you know, whether you you know, you're established in, or you're trying to establish things or you're trying to make plans as you go. Um speaking yeah. of plans, earlier in the episode you talked about being uh, you know, doing wedding stuff and, and planning and whatnot. Um, I have found the most ridiculous article out there from brides.com. Um, oh, gosh. I've been trying to stay off those websites because I read so much about, like, crazy brides, and I'm like, oh, gosh, could it be me? Like, <laughs> I feel this is a woman fear because my sister is also getting married, and my sister goes, am I going to be a bridezilla? And I'm like, you have the traits as one, yes. <laughs> Which, which is, you know, so at least if you know that, like if, if you're self-aware, it makes things a little bit easier to, to manage and whatnot. Hopefully. Well, Crossing my fingers. Uh, this particular article is called the top 10 biggest wedding etiquette don'ts. So let's uh, see, see how this thing goes. Maybe it's a little bit of a, you know, self-help sort of thing. Um, number one, we got um don't post a ring selfie before you call grandma. Oh, I actually, I, my grandmother, this is funny. My grandma has, um, we bought her this like smart picture frame 
that everyone is attached to. We're like Bluetooth attached to it. So mm-hmm. we can send photos to her picture frame. Oh, that's cool. And it just sits and in our creepy. kitchen. Like Creepy and cool. Cause she, I mean, she lives alone and she's like, it would be cool. Like it's nice. So I sent her one of Nate and I, after we got engaged, you know, the stereotypical like ring up close and we're kissing in the background. So like we're blurry and the rings in pure focus. Sure. And then you also have the, um, you know, the, the WWE belts around and whatnot. Oh, I mean, wrestling is our life, <laughs> but anyways, so I sent her that and I waited to see how long it would take her to see it. And my mom was like, you should probably text her or call her just to let her know to look at the picture frame. And I went, ooh, fair. Because it would have been very upsetting if she didn't look at it for four days and everyone else knew. And I called her maybe like 30 minutes later and it had already populated and she'd seen it. But I almost did that. Yeah, (laughs) it's so like I, I, um, I let my folks know. And then simultaneously, like my mom and my grandma talk like every single day. So I knew that like 30 seconds later, my mom was going to tell my grandma anyway. There's like a chain of how that information goes down. Yeah. Did you tell your parents, like, did you guys tell your parents first? Uh, No. Mm. Neither did we. We told our collective best friend Gabby first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, my, my, well... I think my my roommate at the time was the first one to know because she knew I was leaving that day for what I was doing. Oh, well, then I guess Adam technically knew first, but he was involved. So so that kind of doesn't count. Kind of doesn't count. But then, yes, um, her parents and my parents were like the, the next ones to know immediately after that. Oh, nice. Yes. Uh, so we got a... Item number two on the etiquette don'ts, um, don't include registry information on your invitations. I feel like that's a, like a common thing because I wouldn't want to. That, that just is like, here's my registry. Send me money. Send me an item. I, I, I feel like I, I wouldn't think to do that, but I guess some people do. Well, there is an easy get around because if you have the information on your um on your invitation, like some people actually frame invitations. So yeah. Like there's that tacky aspect. However, if you have it as like an attachment, like a little piece of paper inside the envelope with it, that's a, a slightly classier way of getting around I, that. I feel that's a little more appropriate. Or like so many people now have wedding websites. Yes. My best friend is also getting married. It's a very weird, weird How time for me in my life. How many weddings do you have going on? Um... My sisters, mine, my best friends, and then one of my, like, second cousins or whatever, but I'm not going to their wedding, was also getting married in, like, August this year. Sure. Um, But a lot of people now have wedding websites. Yes. Where I feel like if you put the information on that, it's a lot. Like, then you can just make, have, like, the invite go out. It'd be really cute. You don't have to put like the wedding registry and stuff with the invite. You could just put on the website. And then it could become like a subcategory. Like you have like a home about us, like your own story. Um, yeah. Pictures, the event and registration, like all those little subcategories on your page. Yeah. Man, technology think- has changed so much over the past few years. <laughs> it, it it has. It's crazy. Razor phone is now in like the museum of like history and uh, Chicago, they have a razor phone in like the phone and like like computer section. That made me feel like, oh my gosh, oh hello, yeah, <laughs> we've progressed quickly. <laughs> well, yeah, because technology like changes exponentially, like every few years, unless the corporations, you know, decide to keep. Well, that's it. Gets complicated from there. Yes, it does. Um, so our next item on here, um, don't make guests wait too late to start the party. I like that. I like that a lot. I've seen, I've seen a lot of, uh, oh God, it was a, it was a show on, it was a wedding show and it was like brides competed, like they went to each other's weddings and then raid each other's weddings and people did like a three and a half hour cocktail hour. And I'm like, 
isn't it in the title cocktail hour? Exactly. It's normally an hour. Why is it three? And that's why this is on here. So like, so for us, we use that hour and it was an hour, um, maybe like an hour and 10 minutes. Um, we use that hour to um, take our photos. Um, yeah. Well, I think most people do like the wedding party and stuff. You don't really get to enjoy cocktail hour because you're taking photos and everything. Exactly. So like by the time I got in, everyone was already on their second drink and I was, I, I needed water from all the walking I did in my tux. <laughs> You're like, I'm winded. Yeah. I need water. And I have to dance like 30 seconds later. So somebody just give me a Coke or something. Which makes me think, cause I was like, we've been talking about all that stuff too. Like food and everyone's like are you getting caterers and different venues are like here pick these caterers or whatever i'm like i am picking cocktail food that i would not want to eat yes. because i won't get to eat it, it, it exactly <laughs> i do not remember any of our cocktail foods and whatnot um i just remember the meal i'm um, like barely i i had like a uh ro roja vieja it's a delicious thing and some um, risotto and I had a very weird meal and then there was some rum and cokes and um oh yeah. I love rum and cokes that is my go-to drink it's it's so simple and elegant and, yeah. and delightful and it's like it's it's perfect it's perfect I like mine a little bit different um I don't like I, I prefer Pepsi over coke okay and that's my, fair my favorite rum is Captain's Oh, Captain's is very good. So I, I get myself some Captain Morgan and some Pepsi as opposed to like a Bacardi and Coke. Yeah, I'm not a huge Bacardi fan, but that's normally what like they have at weddings. I actually like Captain Morgan's white rum. I think that is very good. And I've done that with like cherry Coke. And I'm in it. You can give it a little bit and of extra flavor, like adding like a lime or something to it. Yes. Yes. Mm. I like it. Well, well. Speaking of also adding or not adding things, um, someone said um, don't invite someone to the bridal shower or bachelor party if they aren't invited to the wedding. <laughs> Why would you do that? I don't know, but people do. Now there is a stipulation. Um, let's say that an individual can't make it to the wedding, but because they've already got things going on that they can't get out of or whatever. So this is their only time to hang out with you. Um, so then that would be, you know, some way to make them feel like they're involved. But I feel like they would, like you guys would have had a conversation yes. with that person. Like, Hey, you can't come to the wedding. Like I want to invite my friend who lives in the UK. And like, obviously she won't be able to come over just for the wedding. Yeah. But, like, if she comes to visit, like, in a summer or whatever, and that's when I do a bachelorette party or a bridal shower, then, like, I would most definitely invite her. Exactly. But I feel like that if you talk to the person beforehand, that makes sense. But if you're just straight up like, hey, you want to come to our bridal shower? And then that person's expecting a wedding invitation and they don't get one. That's just rude. But, like, also <laughs> you want to invite that person, like, from the, from the UK, even though you know they're not going to show up. You still want to invite them just so that oh, they yeah. can you know, say no so that you have all of your bases covered. Because what if within your, your allotted time window, something happens and they do end up coming over? Exactly. You want to at least have like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I'm with it. We're on the same wave, same wavelength. Good. I'm glad someone is. <laughs> um, well, speaking of wavelengths, um, having... Number five here is don't forget to take care of your wedding party. So making sure that everybody's being talked to and everybody's experiencing things and they're all together. You can't just forget your good friends who are behind you the entire time. All right. It's I, a I thing. Mean, it, I guess it's a thing. Yeah. Because the, the event is all about you. Mm-hmm. However, there are also some people that you invited to be up next to you. So if if 95% of the spotlight is on you, at least 1% could be on them. Yeah, and you are you do want to make sure they're having a good time. But I think that also goes with like you have to it sounds weird, but it's like you got to be like aware of 
who you are inviting to be in your bridal party. Correct, because you don't want somebody in your bridal party to try to upstage the bride because they deserve a punch in the face. Yes, or they're like, like they may be, you may love them, they may be related to you, mm-hmm. but you know that all your other like close friends that are like your sister, quote unquote sisters that you have in your bridal party, you yeah. know they won't get along. Like you might have to make some tough decisions. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it's that nice complicated aspect of like uh, arranging seats about where people are or arranging your party because you want the the least amount of bloodshed but also you want the most amount of happiness for yourself yeah i don't want any drama and i know they you know i'm a very extra person a lot of our friends are very extra i don't foresee there being drama but you just you don't want to plant a little seed of there could be drama you know because that seed could grow and you don't want it to grow yeah um like i I didn't um have to but i did have a very brief conversation with my boys being like yo listen um it's it's a party it's a good time um however if anyone steps out of line rachel will murder you yes so don't (laughs) nate today made me i i as he said it to me, I took it, I guess, the wrong way. But he's like, you guys have talked and you guys, you're, he's like, Ryan is excited for this wedding. And he told me, he's like, he's got me. You were like, whatever you need, I got you. And I took it as, like, you're not going to show up at the wedding? Like, if you need a quick getaway, Ryan will help you escape? Well, and he went, no. He goes, wedding, like any wedding situations. I went, that could be a situation. <laughs> uh, I mean, I could, but it, the the reality of that conversation was, I'm an ordained minister, and if you guys want to get married in three days, you let me know. It just how he said it to me, and just like out of the blue, I mean, guess not out of the blue. We were looking at a wedding venue, but like kind of out of the blue as we're driving home, I was just like, like if you need a getaway driver, Ryan will be your getaway driver, and he goes. I'm not going to, he's like, well, he probably would be if I needed him. I was like, oh, sad. But I'm also going to have the best interests, like, like escaping, you know, running away from things isn't, you know, the best way to deal with things. I would slap him in the face and throw him back out there. Oh, That's man. the type of guy I am. <laughs> it it made, like how he said it. It just made me laugh, and I just pictured you like helping him in a car and going, "Wait, wait, we need food!" and running inside and grabbing like a platter of food and then running back outside and getting in a car and driving away. <laughs> I, I, I can I can make magic happen. I can snap my fingers like, and things can appear. Like in a movie, I was dying. Oh my god, <laughs> it was so funny. I I am super glad that you took it. A very awkward way. <laughs> well, speaking of other awkward things, um, number six on this list is don't designate a singles table. Oh, yeah. You don't want to, like, you don't want to single people out. Uh, um, <laughs> I make myself laugh. You know, that's what I take in hey, life. It, um, it's, you know, someone's got to. True. Um yeah, I mean, I, most of our, I feel like most of our friends are not single. Sure. So, but I wouldn't, I, like, why would you want to do that? Like, I, I guess I see both sides where it's like, hey, these are all single people. Maybe one of my husband's friends who's single would like one of my friends who's single. Or just, you know, here, meet some people. You can have a one night stand and then call it a day. Like, <laughs> And and what you could do then is instead of having a singles table, you can kind of like spread them out, like have, you know, like four of like make them half a table with some other people or make them half of another table sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Or if they're bringing a plus one sort of thing, there are multiple options on how to make it a little bit less awkward. There's so many. There's so many. This whole wedding thing is just mind blowing to me. And then there's the, the most complicated aspect of things. Don't make guests pay for their drinks. Oh, yeah, no. It all depends. No, no, no. S- some, some people don't have enough money to f- fit, foot the bill for an entire wedding party of uh, 
or an entire wedding's worth of drinks. So like that that one's monetarily understandable, but the rest are just situational etiquette. All right. I just uh, I was like I just take it as like if I was at a wedding, mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to pay for my drinks. So I wouldn't want to make my people pay. Though my family likes to drink, we get our drink on. So it's going to be interesting. Well, and so there's another option. Like you could have a signature cocktail. So like it's the one thing. So then you're basically buying in bulk to help that out. Or you could skip hard liquor altogether and just have like a beer and wine sort of thing. Or you could just have a limited open bar sort of thing or buy it yourself or go thematic for, you know, like let's say it's a 1920s thing and you just have like a fancy gin sort of thing. going. Yeah. So many options. My goodness. (laughs) Well, speaking of options, don't forget to feed your vendors. Oh, yeah. That's that's a good one to remember, for sure. If they're going to show up and going to be there, then they should at least, you know... you know, get... They should get some food. Yeah. yeah. Food's important. Food makes people less hangry. And hangry... If people are less hangry, then they have, you know, endorphins. And happy people don't kill their husbands. No. Yeah. And happy people don't try and sabotage other people's wedding. That's true, too. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, happy people, don't skip out on greeting your guests. All right. My mom, (laughs) she, she loves to tell a story. She, so they, um, before the wedding partook, they each had, um, so the eighties, they were drinking wine coolers before the wedding. And my mom's like, I was standing outside of the church greeting my guests, like, 10, 15 minutes before the ceremony was supposed to start. That's weird. And I was like, Mom, she goes, what? I was just, she's like, I was buzzed and ready to go. And I was like ready for the party to start. I was like, all right, fair. Fair. Yeah. Whatever (laughs) Um, works. Whatever. I mean, you know, do what you got to do. But she's like, your grandmother was like, Tracy, get in here. We're about to start. Yeah, yeah, I think this is more talking about like you know during the re- during reception. The, the the reception for sure, which you're gonna be walking around anyway. So why wouldn't you walk around and say hi to everybody? Bingo. I need to remember to eat. That's the one thing everyone has been telling me. Mm-hmm. Like all my friends that got married, they're like, remember to eat because you will forget to eat, and then you're gonna be like, I'm starving. And realize you didn't eat a single thing when you get back to like your hotel room or wherever. And then you start drinking and then not only are you starving, but you don't have a base. So now you're starving and drunk. So it becomes a big problem. Yeah. Then you become a mess. Yeah. Uh, what we did is, um, is two of my, uh, two of my groomsmen basically were our, um, they, they were our security and no one was allowed up to the table until we had finished eating. Oh, that's nice. I like that idea. And then we did the same thing. Um, like we were each because we kind of rotated during um, during one of theirs. We did it. And during the other ones, we did it. So like no one's allowed near the table until they finished eating. And like like even my own like father came up like to, to say something. And they, they, they looked at him kind of like got closer together and they looked at me, and I waved him in. I'm like, okay, he can come over. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think of the Godfather. Like they're standing there, like, can he approach? And you're yep. like, yes, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Because some people like this. It's their only time because they leave. I don't know why, but some people leave like early in the reception because they've got planes, oh, and yeah. kids, or whatever. Yeah. So they can't wait, you know, 20 minutes for you to finish your meal before they say, hi, love you, bye. We don't have time for you to finish your Hawaiian pizza, sir. Well, it's my wedding. You're going to make time for me to finish my Hawaiian pizza. (laughs) You're going to watch me eat. Because you don't want me hangry. Yeah, because, like, good luck getting a thank you note if I'm hangry. And that's our uh, our final thing on the list is don't wait a year to send your thank you notes. Oh yeah, no, you can't do that. My my parents instilled that like if we had like birthday parties whatever, that next day we were going through all the cards cuz we always saved the cards from any presents we got as kids and mm-hmm. we were writing thank you notes the next day and sending them out so we wouldn't forget. 
Yeah, like with with these, like two months. Okay, so let's assume you you have your your honeymoon right after, and you don't even open up your stuff until like the week after you return from your honeymoon. Yeah. So already we're talking about by the time they receive them, it's a month. So like having like a two to three, like three months max seems like a decent window. Yeah, I don't think that's bad. I think anywhere, if you can get them out within like six months of the wedding, I feel like that is, I think six months a little, is that a little like, mm. but if you can get them out within that, those first probably six months after the wedding, I think you're you have a better chance of not forgetting to get them out. Oh yeah. Once you get half pat, like almost half a year into being married, you're not going to remember to send thank yous. Unless they're a giant, so unless they're a giant pile, like in your house and you just kind of sit there in that giant pile. But if they're in a giant pile, you're most likely going to forget what's in there anyways, unless you're, you know, OCD and have to have a clean space at all times. True. True. Which who does that? No, I mean, certain things, yes. Kitchen, yes. I want a clean space in my kitchen. Everything else, I could care less. So if you put them in your kitchen, you would never forget them, and you'd have them sent out immediately. No, you got to set them on the stove. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because otherwise they get set up in flames when you're trying to make a quesadilla at 5 a.m. Yes. You're old. You At that point, you'll remember. Oh, yeah. Or, in the bath- or you put them in the bathroom, because you go in the bathroom every day. But I'm afraid, like, if they're in the bathrooms like, or, like, in the kitchen, like, certain parts, spillage might happen. <laughs> I'm not putting them on the floor in the bathroom, Ryan. I'm talking about, like, on the vanity, Sam. Like, you know, get, like, like toothpaste <laughs> or something on them. That's what you get it. You aim it in the sink. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes the high pressure from spitting <laughs> sometimes creates a temporary <laughs> ricochet. <laughs> are you spitting out your toothpaste hey you do you i do me okay (laughs) that toothpaste had it coming i'm just saying (laughs) all right all right oh man well well speaking of of ridiculous things um that have uh been coming I, i think we are actually coming up towards the end of the episode Oh, well, I, time's been flying by. I'm having a blast. Me too. Um, but, you know, someone's got to eat before That's she true. starts murdering people. <laughs> Are you talking about Rachel or me? Because I also have not eaten yet. Well, so. Rachel's not home yet. I'll be cooking um, food like in the next 20 minutes while she's on her way. Oh, so she won't be hangry by the time she gets home. You're such a good husband. Look at you. You know, I've been trained really well. <laughs> I'll have to get tips from her. Her, her tips, uh, you know, is, is normally marry a handsome, charming guy who cares for you all the time. And then you won't have any problems ever, especially if you, you know, sp- spit things out and make a list every now and then. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. I bet she has more than that, but that's just, you know. That's how I've well, learned. <laughs> those are the ones you can just think of. That's right. The ones that matter. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you. I, I'm just handsome and awesome all the time, and the rest just follows suit. The rest just falls into place. That, that's exactly what it is. Well, speaking of falling into place, this is the exact moment where I think the question of the week should fall into place. Um, so, Sam, okay. if you were to ask a question to our audience... Um, what would you like to know from them? Oh, so we've been talking a lot. Nate and I are big movie buffs. We've been watching a lot of movies lately. Mm-hmm. And I do I do want to know what um, your favorite ch- childhood TV show was. Because I've got a lot, but like, what's the one TV show you particularly remember watching? Well, you heard it here, folks. What is your favorite childhood TV show? Sam, I'm going to have to have you on like sometime in the not-so-distant future, like in a couple of months, and we'll have to go <laughs> over the answers of what people are asking. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm always up to talk about movies and TV. It, it should be awesome and a half. And for those of you who wish to answer that question, you can do so on Facebook, Did You Know with Ryano, Twitter at Did You Know Ryano, or shoot us an email, Did You Know Ryano at gmail. 
Sam, thank you very much for joining us on this awesome episode. Well, thank you for having me. We haven't seen each other in a while, and it's been a it's been a treat talking with you. It has been a delight indeed, and I look forward to our next awesome conversation. Awesome. Don't forget to feed your walking house plants. That is correct, folks. Don't forget <laughs> to feed your walking house plants. And for those of us here, to those of you out there, we hope that you find your awesome, hold on to it, and share it with the world. I've been Ryan O, and we'll see you next time.